Welcome to Property Nomads, episode 379. Is the rise of serviced accommodation threatening the buy-to-let market? We're going to deep dive into that. But first, if you are thinking of getting into property, we'd highly recommend you go and join Progressive Properties flagship and multiple streams of property income event, where you'll hear from the UK's top property investors and experts in buy-to-let property trading, raising finance, service accommodation, deal sourcing, and commercial property development. This intensive, fun, and rewarding three-day course is the ultimate property networking event and has helped tens of thousands of investors take steps towards financial freedom through creative property investment and life-changing property education. The event's on the 16th, 17th, and 18th of June. It is in London. For all other information and to sign up for it, the link is going to be on the top of the show notes, or if you're on YouTube, it's just going to be in the description below. That's multiple streams of property income, 16th, 17th, 18th of June. The link is in the top of the show notes or just underneath if you're watching this on YouTube. Is the rise of service accommodation threatening the buy-to-let market? There's been a lot of talk recently about service accommodation. Many more staycations are happening now for a multitude of reasons. Maybe it's more difficult to go abroad. Maybe it's more expensive to go abroad. All of these differing factors. The thing with service accommodation is in order to answer the question, we need to look at what's happening in the property market in general. It's very easy to take a bash on what I'm just going to call SA. It's very easy to bash on SA and say, oh, it's, there's too much of it. It's, it's destroying the market, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to destroy buy to let. Well, let's have a look at why service accommodation is quite prominent. There have been a lot of tax changes. There's been a lot of landlord bashing over the last, I say few years, but over the last 10, 15 years. Changes in tax laws, tax legislation. Very difficult in some circumstances to get planning. The renters reform bill that the government is adamant of pushing through. All of these are affecting the buy-to-let market. A lot of landlords are selling up and again they're getting a lot of pressure from government and they've decided buy to let isn't worth my time so people therefore might be selling up their portfolios now depending on where your portfolio is if you have a portfolio a portfolio let's just say in a seaside resort or something like that and you have the opportunity to turn your buy-to-lets into service accommodation. So, you know, short-term holiday lets, or you let into contractors Monday to Friday, or you're doing both. Then the chances are you're probably going to convert your buy-to-let into SA. Well, why would you do that? Well, because for the same unit, i.e., Let's just take a flat. If you could generate £600 a month on a buy-to-let, 
okay, that's, you know, okay. But if you could then turn that into £2,000 a month by converting it to an SA, then you've still got the same unit. Chances are you've got the same mortgage or you might not have a mortgage at all. And the business model is different. So to operate SA is a slightly different business model to operate in a, a family let comes under a different class category and all of that sort of stuff that we won't go into on this episode. But the point being that if you have that unit and you can convert it to SA because it's going to generate you more cash, why wouldn't you? And this is the thing. People, are, a lot of people are doing that. There are a lot more staycations happening in the UK multitude of reasons. People either don't want to go abroad, it's either too expensive to go abroad, or they see all these reports about queues at passport offices or uh, you know, like the passport gates to get into the EU and you know, all of these bits and pieces. So more people are actually exploring what we've got on our own shores, which is nice. Now, this country is far from perfect, but in terms of loads of things to see and do, it's got a lot to see and do. So more people are staycationing. Now, if more people are staycationing and you're going away with a family, etc., uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with staying in a hotel, staying in hotels all the time. They're quite cool. But if you then get the option to stay in an apartment for a few days because you've got your whole family there and all these bits and pieces, then chances are you're going to do that. So the staycation market is doing quite well in the UK. But let's go back and put our landlord hat on. You've got a portfolio of property. You are getting pushed around by government. So you're not able to offset your mortgage interest. Uh, taxes are going up. EPC ratings, you know, now have to be, you know, there's changes there. There's a lot of red tape involved and a lot of, landlords are now getting to the stage where they are thinking i've had enough of this there's too there's too much of this involved i'm trying to run a business so much red tape's getting in my way yes yeah, doing one thing then it's another then at the end of the day people might lose their tether now these same landlords are selling up what happens to the property market well for multiple reasons the property market's on its way down at the moment, uh, correcting itself. Now that's generic economic factors, but also when you do get a glut of property into the market, that can have an adverse effect on price. And I think we're seeing that at the moment. But of course, you are then in this situation where there's a lot more supply coming onto the market that in demands relatively there's a lot of supply of, of houses for sale, but who's gobbling them up? Not a lot of first, uh, not a lot of uh, other property investors are going to be snapping them up. First-time buyers, people that might just want to move house, people that might want to downsize as well. So these rental properties that were on the market are now being taken off the market because they're being sold and the people buying them are, again, first-time buyers, et cetera, et cetera. So simple economics. What happens 
when the demand is still high. So the demand for rental property is still very high. But then we're restricting supply. Economics 101, funny enough, the price is going to go up. That's why we're seeing rental increases as well. It's not just inflation this and pandemics this. The government is, they're either doing it on purpose, which in, in that case is very sinister, or they have absolutely no clue of the intended consequences of their actions. I'd rather think it's the latter, to be honest with you. But point being that people are selling up because of all these rules, regulations, changes. That then is affecting the supply and demand. So demand for rented properties, very, very high. Chances are it will be in our lifetimes anyway, so that scenario probably won't change. And then the supply of rented property is decreasing. So decreased supply, but the same level or increased demand. Prices go through the roof. Voila, that's why you have rental prices up by you know, 5, 10, 15, 20% in the last year or two. So let's go back and tackle the question. Is serviced accommodation killing the buy-to-let market? I'd argue it's not. It's certainly not helping to an extent, but we have to put ourselves in landlord mentality. Why are people choosing to do serviced accommodation? And people are choosing to do serviced accommodation. Number one, because the demand is there to do it. That's always useful. And secondly, a lot of people are going to be unhappy at all this red tape legislation, et cetera, that's happening in the buy-to-let market. So rather than some people are selling their property, fine. Some people might just be changing it over to service accommodation. So in answer to the question, service accommodation is probably not necessarily helping the buy-to-let market. But can you really blame the people that are doing it? I, I certainly don't. I think it's fair play to them. And again, at the end of the day, we're trying to run a business. You're trying to run a business. You've got to do what you've got to do. We've always said on Property Nomads, as long as you're doing it under this you know, ethical umbrella, so you're not doing anything illegal, then property's fair game. Now, if that's SA, if that's buy-to-let, that's rent-to-rent, whatever it is, as long as you do it under this ethical umbrella, you're going to be absolutely fine. The key thing to take away from this episode, quite simply, is that the government, surprise, surprise, are just getting in the way. That the very people that they think that they're going to protect, i.e. renters, et cetera, et cetera, that all these policies and changes are having a complete adverse effect. And as I said a few minutes ago, if the government have planned this and this is intentional, then I'll sit back and I'll give a little clap to government. Because, I mean, that's strategically, you know, sinister, but fair play. But the more likely option is that they have no idea what they're doing whatsoever, that they are championing, you know, we are protecting renters, we are, you know, protecting the buy-to-let market or whatever. And all this land or bashing, all these policy changes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, result in landlords selling up. Landlords going, I've had enough of this, see you later on. The property market then gets flooded a little bit. But all these rental buy-to-let properties are being taken off the market. Uh, then, therefore, you're restricting supply and the demand remains high. Therefore, the prices go up. And then, therefore, after that, people also then throw their toys out of the pram. 
by saying, oh, rental prices are too high. This is unacceptable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, I'm saying the government clues when it comes to this. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if that is the case. So service accommodation, not really threatening the buy-to-let market. I would say the biggest threat to the buy-to-let market is those at Westminster. I don't think that's ever going to change anytime soon. Um, unfortunately, that is the way it is. Um, so, so be it. The key thing to take away from this episode, though, is that demand for housing in the UK, certainly in our life, my lifetime, your lifetime as well, probably even uh, the next generation's lifetime. Demand for housing in this country is going to be far higher than supply. Thanks for listening to Property Nomads. To help the podcast even more, please do head over to patreon.com forward slash property nomads. That's patreon.com forward slash property nomads. Mm-hmm.